the Mile High Movie Club. Hey, Dad, you want to have a catch? Burn some dust here. Eat my rubber. <laughs> Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward, how much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. When you pull on that jersey, you represent yourself and your teammates. And a name on the front is a hell of a lot more important than the one on the back. Get that through your head. Again. I'm here to fight for truth and justice in the American way. You can tell him to his face. You can spit in his eye. You can make him eat sand out of the road. You can shoot him in the foot and I'll hold him for you. But first, we gotta catch him. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Jacob Roth and Mason Stewart. Good morning, or I guess good afternoon, depending upon when you're listening to this. We've got the Mile High Movie Club. I am going to be your host for the day. My name is Mason Stewart. To my left, I've got Nick Basher. To my bottom left, I've got Janae Gonzalez. And then right below me, I've got Jacob Roth. Uh, We've got a new guest today. We've got Nick Basher here. Uh, We're going to put him through what we did last week, where we're going to ask him his favorite movies, his favorite movie genre, and his favorite actors and actresses. So, Nick, why don't you go ahead and take that away? Yeah, well, uh, thank you guys for letting me on. It's very nice of you guys. Uh, some of my favorite movies to start off with, um, I'm, I'm just going to go list a few of them. Definitely has one that has to be The, uh, the Dark Knight. Uh, obviously, it's probably one of the greatest superhero movies of all time. Just uh, Christian Bale's performance and um, Heath Ledger's performance are absolutely legendary. Um, again, with the uh, same director and Christopher Nolan, I'm going to have to go with uh, Interstellar. Again, it's a movie that I can watch at any times and it's pulling on my heartstrings and it's just a uh, super great movie. And uh, I'm going to go with a third one. I'm going to go with The Matrix. Okay. Uh, underrated movie. It's, yeah. a, uh, it's an awesome story to see how it's adapted with uh, some of the uh, religious themes that they do. It's, uh, I still think it holds up to this day. I, I just love the first one. The whole entire sci-fi reality of it is just uh awesome uh some of my favorite actors and actresses uh of course you got to go with leo you got to go with walking phoenix uh brad pitt i mean the duo brad pitt and uh, leo in earlier or last year's uh 2019 once upon time in hollywood uh absolutely amazing um some of my favorite females um I'll be honest, I'm not the biggest when it comes to names, so I have a list up right here just going through some movies. Margot Robbie, obviously she's phenomenal. Um, Scarlett Johansson, obviously I'm a huge Avengers fan, so 
obviously all the Avengers movies that she's been in. Awesome. Um, and before I butcher any more names, I'm just going to stop it there. <laughs> well, thank you very much, Nick. I think that is a lovely list. Uh, I think those are some great movies. I know some of those movies came up uh, last week when we went over our favorite movies and especially actors and actresses as well. Uh, so you found a good home in us and we will take care of you. I promise. Oh, that's uh, nice to know. This is, this is just kind of a general question to, to all of you guys. Uh, I mean, what have you guys been doing during this quarantine? Have you guys watched any movies? Have you guys watched any shows? What have you been doing to pass the time? I have watched so many movies. Yeah. I'm right there with you. I, uh, on the 15th, so a few days ago now, I watched a movie called A Simple Favor. It is. Uh, it stars Blake Lively, Anna Kendrick, and Henry Golding. Okay. Three great actors in my yeah. yeah. Uh, I was really surprised how good of an actress Blake Lively was. I gave this one a 91 out of 100. Damn. It's on Hulu. Um, okay. It's like a dark comedy mystery type of deal. I love Man, mystery. I, it was funny. It was a fun movie like just kind of some ridiculous twists and turns and uh, and a kendrick i mean come on <laughs> i agree can't go wrong there i agree kind of weird to be honest janae any anything from you what have what have you been doing uh yeah i've been trying to watch a new movie a couple times or a couple times a week and i saw tusk on netflix how did you like it? I I was really creeped out when I saw it the I first was time. Really disturbed, like yeah. it was so hard. It was just hard to look at and to listen to. Just um, about a guy who's turning in to a walrus, basically. Yeah. And uh, who is the the main actor? Is somebody? Pre isn't it? Um, Justin Long. Yes. Yeah. That's who it was. Yeah. I was like, there's like Part somebody like is actually a good actor that was. Yeah. He was funny at first. He had good jokes, and then it got really serious. Yeah, <laughs> and it was just disturbing. So if you really like that kind of stuff, you should go check it out. Definitely, <laughs> Bashman. Yeah, I uh, I'm really big right now into the uh, the Westworld. So as a TV show, I'm Same. keeping up every Sunday with Westworld. I absolutely loving this third season. I definitely think it's yeah. uh it's back up to that it's, it's that season one standard. I felt like season two was just a little little slow in the pacing not not as much action as i think uh, we'd all prefer uh as it comes from a movie side um mason knows a part of our other podcast we do uh i, I watched the social network and uh i was pretty enamored just by the pace of that movie how awesome it is just uh how how lively and how real it actually i mean obviously it's a real event but just how awesome they captured it with the angles and uh just the whole idea behind the movie i thought was uh Really, really awesome. And uh, I'm also starting a new series on uh, HBO, uh, Successions. So, oh, my God. Any... Succession is so good. I saw, you are yeah, I've, it. It is I've heard that a lot. I need to get into that. I'm, I'm pretty excited to start that. And obviously, TV-wise, I'm watching that Michael Jordan doc every Sunday yep. when that's airing. Uh, but other than that, you know, I, I, I was really thinking about also uh, starting a Better Call Saul. But my buddy forced me to watch Secessions because it's two seasons rather than the five seasons. So, going to get to Better Call Saul next. 
Better Call Saul, it, I I never finished. Uh, I got, I think, because they're on what season five you said right now. I think they have. I can they just check that. finish or are they airing season five right now? I think it, I think they're doing the same model as um, Breaking Bad, where they're only doing five seasons and okay. this is the season finale because i got to season two i believe it was and then season three came out and i just i don't know if i blanked or i just didn't like i just wasn't as fascinated as i once was with it i just kind of stopped watching but i i do want to go back and finish it breaking bad was one of my favorite tv shows i think of all time and Most I, of, I think it is i think it is my favorite tv show i've had I remember watching season one and two of Better Call Saul, and I was completely as enamored as I was with Breaking Bad. So I feel like I need to go back and watch all those. That's good to know because I've heard from people that Better Call Saul is just as good. Like it, it's it's one of those rare follow-ups of a TV show that actually holds up just as well as the original. So season I'm one and to two, it. season one and two were were truly it was it, it it had the same magic as the first two seasons I would say of Breaking Bad, which was you know the first episode was rough of Breaking Bad for me to it was tough to get through because I was just like I was really confused as to how all this made sense, and then you get to like episode three or four in the first season and you are just hooked you are watching 100%. as many as there are so no, yeah i i definitely agree it's, it's those first two or three episodes yeah. in the first season once walt kills uh eight ball or uh crazy eight excuse yeah. me once he kills eight ball once he kills uh crazy eight um that's where you you really start picking it up we're like oh this heisenberg persona is really starting to break through. it's coming like through. I, I get behind this and then obviously the second season the third season the fourth season it's just i think that fourth chaos. season i think it's, that fourth awesome. season i think the fourth season is quite honestly one of my favorite seasons of tv that there has been i think that it is season when, four when of game really, of thrones too I haven't watched Game of Thrones yet, so I can't put oh. my input in that. But I say the season four of uh, Breaking Bad is probably the greatest season of television. Yeah. You have Ozzy Mendez to end it. You have the crawl space. Um, you have the whole entire plot, the face-off. You have the whole entire plot, uh, ha- uh, full measures and uh, half measures. Like, th- like that, that season has like five or six phenomenally great episodes yeah and like i was gonna say you have the greatest tv episode of all time in the fly in that episode and i mean oh, oh yeah yeah whoa Ooh, the fly's bad, the fly's oh, bad. It's, it's that's great television it, it really is i it's, enjoy it's it. one of those it's a filler it's a filler tv episode that absolutely like it makes sense it's, it's yeah. weird like it actually fits into like the genre. Like it's one of those things where like it's not nothing's crazy happening. It's just a, a day in life of Walter White with Jesse of High, uh, Jesse, uh, what's his last name? Jesse. Oh, totally I'm blanking. All I know is Jesse. Jesse, we need to I, cook. I want, I want to say Jesse Eisenberg, but that's no, that's uh, the actor. That's who played Mark <laughs> that, Zuckerberg. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say that's, <laughs> that's why you're thinking I Jesse have, Eisenberg. I have social networking on my mind. Yeah. Like, that's definitely the actor that played Mark Zuckerberg. But uh, I think it's something yeah. with Pink a Man. B. Pinkman. 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 Yeah, that's Jesse right. Pinkman. Duh, da, da. Yeah. Here's uh, something crazy about me and Breaking Bad. I have seen live? all of it except for the last three episodes. Are you serious? <laughs> How Did was you... that not killing you? <laughs> I know. I, uh, so I watched like all of it except for season five 
and that was right about my freshman year of college and then didn't just didn't wasn't able to keep up with season five and then at my fraternity they were all watching the season finale so i have seen that okay i just haven't and then i i kind of caught up with some friends and then i had to go do something they watched the last episodes and i was just like eh. So you know. at least know well, how it ends. Oh yeah, and that's okay. that's what I was gonna get to. That's probably the most agonizing part. Yeah. Like as long as you know how it gets there, yeah. like you don't really need to know the whole yeah. route it took. Honestly, you could watch the last episode of season five, and I think you would be perfectly content. Season five is it, it detours a bit, and I understand why it does. Uh, you know, it had its reasons too, but. I, I am in sole belief that you could have had just one episode in season five and it be that last episode and you would have you wouldn't have missed a thing. It, you would have been content. You would have been completely fine with everything that happened. I mean, I'm still not content to this day. I I mean it was a great ending, don't get me wrong. I just wish it would have you know, I, I hate those sad endings, I guess. I don't know, those endings that just kinda like those just cut you off no happily ever after I, sopranos yeah it's rough for me um but uh, yeah anyway uh i've been trying to i don't know if this is something you guys have been doing as well i've been trying to at least watch one movie a day and one tv or like a tv show or an episode of something a day uh i took jacob's recommendation from last weekend i watched uh the Pixar, oh, I'm totally blanking. Onward. Onward. Yeah, I watched Onward. That was a tearjerker. Uh, if you are close to any sibling in your family, that one will definitely get you. Um, I also, the uh, not yesterday, but the day before, I watched Alien, the very first Alien. Mm, forgot, how, forgot how good that movie is. I mean, so that is... Any of them. Oh man! You, oh no! If you have I, HBO, go. I start. I started the first Alien probably three or four years ago, and I haven't seen past like seven minutes of it. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those movies where like it, it definitely doesn't look the best, but the horror behind it and like just like the idea that that was made in like late seventies. I think it was. Was, made it, in, was it eighty? Let me. I, I let could me be look. wrong. It, it could be the seventies. I thought it was late seventies. I think it's 80 something. Oh, it's 79. 79. Yeah. That's what I thought. Okay. That's what I thought. Cause I remember that was like the big thing that what was star Wars, star Wars, uh, 77, 77, 77, 80, 83, 99, 2002, 2005. There you go, man. I could tell because you have the episode (laughs) six poster behind you. I knew you could get that for me. Yeah. Uh, Uh, but yeah, I mean, absolutely phenomenal movie. Ridley Scott, Ridley Scott, what a genius dude blade runner too i watched that one the other day because i was a huge fan of blade runner 2049 i mean massive fan uh but the original blade runner is just as good as the new one so anyway that's i i think that's what we've been doing to kind of pass the time in quarantine anybody else have any final thoughts on that anything else they want to add i mean i've been watching one of the greatest shows to ever come out uh it's a little thing called The Bachelor Presents Listen to Your Heart. And, oh, man, it is. Oh. Oh, it's good. Everybody's you know, crazy. You know, I can't. It's it's tough. I've tried to sit through an episode of both The Bachelor and Bachelorette. I I just can't do it. I mean. It gets me dead watching any of those shows. It's, it's definitely a show that you have to be on your phone for, like, watching all of it. But 
it's it's just the ridiculous storylines. Oh yeah, are just this is it's this is what I've got to say. If um if people can understand my craziness for sports, I can understand their craziness for that show. Oh yeah, so I don't judge anybody hating. for yeah. I, yeah, I'm not hating on that, but uh, yeah, I, I've definitely watched a few episodes with my mom. This is probably four or five years ago, so definitely uh, when it was probably at its lower point, not as at the biggest research. It's definitely it's popular now. It's, it's so huge now, but um, yeah, I, I can never get behind it. Mm. But I, I don't blame anybody for you're better off if you don't watch it, but it's just so bad and it's so good. Yeah, the people uh, are just so crazy. The yeah. people remind me of so Florida that I, I've <laughs> oh, spent yeah. nineteen I spent nineteen years there and um I'm trying not to associate myself with anyone from there again. So it's yeah. it's the perfect combination of Florida, California, New York, just clout chasers, just trying to get, do anything they possibly can to get a couple more followers on Instagram. Oh yeah, sounds about right. It's a uh, it's some good stuff, but I mean, I I've got some other things. I, again, kind of like what Nick said, people bash me for watching sports. I or you know some people don't understand how i watch that but i don't understand sometimes how people watch that it's a back and forth game anyway moving on we've got some movie news that we can talk about uh we've got a couple of uh a couple more delays as well as uh some things that are probably just going to go straight to streaming platforms so i don't know if you guys saw but the new venom movie has been moved to june 25th 2021 uh, that one is also going to be titled There Will Be Carnage. Woody Harrelson is going to be playing the uh, Carnage symbiote, whatever, sim- symbiote. I'm not too sure what it's called. Yeah. Said it right the you. first time. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I, symbiote. Listen, man, Venom was a rough movie to get through. I, I tried my absolute hardest. I, Tom Hardy was the only reason I continued to watch as much as I did. I think if you would have had anybody else in that role, it could have been an absolute disaster. But I think Tom Hardy did his best in making sure that that movie did not fail. And he did a good job. Just for you, just for you, I'm going to watch it as soon as I get home from the grocery store after this. And um, hopefully next time I'm on, I'll give my full review of it. I haven't actually seen it yet. Um, But I am excited for the new one coming up. Uh, I just like the idea. Uh, about carnage and i really really do have a uh, strong faith and hopes that this will actually be linked somehow to the mcu fully and we'll maybe get a uh, a tom holland um drop in so yeah i'm actually pretty excited for it i think this one i actually will go see in the theaters the other one like i said i haven't seen yet so i can't give my full formed opinion on it but i, I will let you know yeah i think you kind of hit it hit the nail on the head there for the most part, I saw it. Um, I think I gave it like a 74 out of 100. Um, so definitely not my favorite movie of all time, but I think it was fine. Do I care about it? No, I don't because it's not connected to the MCU. And really, if you're going to be telling stories into that universe, I'm not going to care unless it's something phenomenal like Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. Um, that was another weird thing about when I saw this. Um after the movie they had an extended into the spider-verse scene and this was before it came out 
And I thought that movie looked like the stupidest thing in the world. I agree. I, I didn't even stay for it. I did not stay for it. And I regret not staying for it now, but that's just a little tie in that whenever somebody brings up Venom, I'm like, Oh man, that's when I really just hated the idea of spider verse. Yeah. And now it's like, it's, it's a movie that I, you know, 2022 couldn't come soon enough. Cause I really want that movie. Oh, hundred percent. I'm so excited for it. But yeah. Janae, what are your opinions on, on Venom? Let's hear it. Uh, I'm excited for the second one. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, you guys know, I love Tom Hardy. It's one of my favorites. Um, but I feel like any superhero movie that or villain movie that comes out, uh, I'm gonna watch it. Um, uh, um, I, I'm not <laughs> sorry. Um, yeah. yeah, anything pretty Harrelson okay. excited for you? It's okay. Yeah, I mean, I, honestly, I because I do know that this is kind of what Nick was saying. I think this is going to tie into the the MCU. This is supposedly one of the other Sinister Six villains because we've got um, Vulture, Scorpion, uh, Morbius, Venom, Carnage, and I don't – is that six or is that five? I feel like I only said five. I was told there would be no math. Well, um. I mean <laughs> – I didn't think I, there was going to be math. You can run know. the names again. I, I, I can double check you. So we've got Vulture, Scorpion, Venom, Morbius, Carnage. So there's got to be one more. Well, so, there's a few different options. They're, they're either going to go with um, the Mysterio, I, that Mysterio. Oh, no, no, no. That, that is who it is. That is who it is. Yep. Or, because or, he was or, far though, from home. But, but real quick. Who's going to be the whole head of the operation? Is there going to be a Dr. Octopus? Is there going to be a Norman Osborn? I guess Mysterio, yeah. Um, but I, I do feel like – here's the other one. The, the whole idea that in Spider-Man 3, the main villain is going to be Kraven the Hunter, who has the brother um, – I don't know if you guys are big into the Easter eggs, but in Spider-Man 2, Far From Home, the bus driver is uh, the chameleon. I, I don't remember the – the name of the the guy in the universe but uh he he has the same name as the chameleon so the chameleon could also be part of um the sinister six and the chameleon's stepbrother in the comics is craven the hunter so we could have a uh a craven the hunter mysterio uh vulture um scorpion uh and chameleon Sinister Six without even the Carnage or Venom or Morbius. So it's yeah. very interesting. I mean, they can go in so many different directions. They have so many different angles to, to, to surprise us from. So uh, I'm, I'm excited for it. I would really hope that they include somehow or some way Dr. Octopus. I, uh, I think that that is one of my more favorite Spider-Man villains, at least from the Agreed. ones that we've seen. I, I also think that he should be the head of of the sinister six he's he's definitely you know very smart mastermind kind of guy my That's one where, gripe with that is they just had the video game so i don't know if they'd want to be copying the video game yeah so i mean honestly i i'm fine with this sinister six i i think it's definitely fine if they want to tweak it a little bit add some different villains to have their time to shine because i mean don't think that there's been in any uh, live action movie Craven the Hunter, at least not that I'm I've aware not. of. I'm um, not. Because I mean, so when they were trying to get uh, for the, uh, the the third 
uh, Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. But obviously this is, that never fell through. This is something I will give the Spider-Man movies credit for, the, minus Spider-Verse, um, is that each Spider-Man movie, they tend to have a different vi- – I know Spider-Man has so many villains to pull from, which is nice. But they do – they don't have the same villain multiple times. I, I do enjoy seeing somebody different each time that we have a live-action Spider-Man movie. So, I don't know. You I'm know excited. we haven't talked about yet about this movie? Do you know who's directing it? The new Venom movie? Yeah. Who? Andy Serkis. No way. Oh, yeah. Did he direct the first Venom? No. Um, That was... Oh, gosh. What's his name? Ruben, Fe- Ruben Fleischer. Oh, uh, okay. The first one. Isn't... Isn't uh, Circus also in the MCU as a character? Yeah, he was. Um, he was a uh, Ultron. He was in Black Panther and in Ultron. Um, oh, okay. I can't yeah, remember yeah, his yeah. name, but he was Claw in Claw, Ultron, yeah. and um, and in Black Panther. And Black Claw Panther. Too. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Well, That's he actually had the Claw in Black Panther. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think claw. this might be his. I was going to ask. Is debut. This, is this his first time? I know he's. I think he's produced a couple of things. No, but I don't know if so he's directed. let's see. I mean, I'm I'm fascinated. I love Andy Serkis, at least as yeah. an actor. I don't know. I mean, as a directorial direct, his first debut into directing. I think this will be okay. a good test. This is not his debut into directing. He uh he did a movie in 2017 called Breath or Breathe. That always with an e at the yeah, end so you don't know breathe. yeah <laughs> um the ruins of empires which is a tv movie i don't don't know if we can count that one and then mowgli legend of the jungle oh okay as well um and that that wasn't the jungle book john favreau one that was yeah. the that was like the spinoff yeah like it Did was that like one have christian christian bale, bale okay Cla- yeah. kate blanchett and dick cumberbatch okay was cumberbatch in the favreau one too Oh, you know, I'm thinking of Idris Elba. Never mind. Yeah. Because Idris Elba played Shere Khan in yep. Favreau's. And then who played Shere Khan in his? Was that Cumberbatch? Um, or did Cumberbatch play? I never saw it. Yeah, I did Cumberbatch, saw Cumberbatch it, played Shere Khan. Okay. He's definitely got the Shere Khan voice. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, no, I mean super excited to see you know hopefully he can at least turn venom into something i would want to see i mean i i get i do want to see it but like something that'll entertain and engage me more than the last venom did i i think it's just tough because that that venom movie was pg-13 and i think it would have benefited more like a deadpool situation if it was rated r i understand why you're not doing a rated R version is to incorporate more of an audience instead of just alienating most of them. But Venom is more of a dark character. And I think they would have benefited from having a more gruesome character, but that's just my opinion. Anyway, moving on. Uh, I don't know if you guys are as excited as I am. I've loved Scooby-Doo growing up, but the animated movie Scoob uh at the start of may i believe we'll be moving to uh straight to on demand so any streaming platform that you rent movies from or if you do Redbox or whatnot scoob will be there available super excited i think an animated version of how the the mystery gang gets together i think that's going to be 
kind of a precious, if you will, event. And I'm, I'm super excited for it. I don't know about you guys. Yeah. I don't know if excited is the right word. Um, but if it's when it shows up for free, I'll watch it. I, uh, I definitely enjoyed Scooby-Doo as a kid as well. I, I loved all the crossovers they would do. Um, and I even liked the live action one with like Freddie Prince Jr. and Sarah Michelle Geller. Yeah. I mean, it, it wasn't great, especially watching it, like looking back at it now. Um, but I believe that was a James Gunn movie, actually. Guardians I, of yeah, Gunn. it was. Um, if you watch the first one again, all the references is just you're like oh now that you're a little bit older yeah i was like yeah. woo as a kid but yeah. now you're like oh my god that's a sex joke and a marijuana joke and yeah. same all at the same time right <laughs> i love it <laughs> i uh yeah. i don't know the animation is a little weird to me but in this one i mean it's got a great cast though will forte zach efron gina rodriguez amanda seyfried mark Wahlberg, jason isaacs tracy morgan ken jong what isn't ken jong in i yeah that at this point but yeah i mean i i think it's i i at least hope that it's it's a wholesome movie i think it it definitely looks like it will be uh i'll be watching it as soon as it comes out so i'll be able to give a review on that one but if anybody else has any other takes on that i uh i think there's a big possibility that we kind of get to see kind of the oh what the heck is the name of the animation company um but a big crossover um from this hanna-barbera like i think this might like launch like a hanna-barbera universe because like captain caveman's in this i've heard rumors that like the flintstones are going to be in it and crap like that (laughs) That like interesting that's the stuff that intrigues me just a typical scooby-doo story i'm just like "Eh, i don't really crossovers if, if you bring in all those animated characters from my childhood from cartoon network or from boomerang dog wonders in it that's who ken jung's voicing um if hope. i could actually interrupt you jacob i just looked yeah. it up uh, scuba slated to be the first entry in the hand of our bear cinematic universe which is also included to uh which is also planned to include the flintstones the jensen's uh, the wacky races uh that's i i don't know what that is um but it was also uh, still featured the. It's still also to feature more Hanna Barbera uh, characters from this world. Okay. So yeah, you are correct. Wow. Nice. I'm in. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> For movie to include all of that, it's awesome. Yeah, I'm all. I as Jacob said earlier, I love crossover stuff. I mean, growing up as a kid, if there were any kind of crossover episodes, the Fairly Odd Parents meets Jimmy Neutron. I was always into those kinds of shows. Um, mm-hmm. What else? I felt like there was more. Cody. Yeah, there you go. And yeah, all, all of the, yeah, there were so many. Hey Arnold met uh God, what was didn't Hey Arnold have a crossover with somebody? I'm blanking now. Oh well. My my Hey Arnold <laughs> trivia is not on par where it probably needs to be. Oh, stuff, was it but... Hey Arnold and Jungle? The jungle movie? I don't think so. Hold on, but hold it on. could be. The I know the wild thornberries met the Rugrats and that was entertaining. Uh, I, yeah, I mean crossover movies, I'm all for it. I love it. Um, anyway, moving on to the next subject 
we've got a uh, new Batman has been pushed back from June 2021 to October 2021. Uh, this seems to be fitting the theme from the comic book, The Long Halloween, which the movie is said to be inspired by. So how do you guys feel about that? Pushing it back about three more months. I actually personally think if it's a perfect, like you said, yeah. I think any kind of Batman movie, because it's like a crime mystery, which they said this is more of a direction, not so much of a superhero movie, but it's more of a crime thriller. I think it fits it. I think it should. Obviously, they're trying to get that summer release. All the people are out of school, so I understand that. But I just feel Batman fits in the month of October yeah. or the fall, the fall seasons. Uh, I haven't heard anything about what they're adapting the movie from or what what they're using. I do. I have heard it is supposed to be a younger Batman, and mm-hmm. he's more detective-like. So I'm looking forward just to that angle because that reminds me more of the uh, the Christopher Nolan versions, where it was a little bit more of techie and not so much of fantasy as in the Justice League. So I'm excited for it. I, I, I'm definitely going to be interested in it. I'm excited for the trailers to drop, which probably should be dropping within the next six months, I would assume. So I'm excited. This is, yeah, the long Halloween is, is supposed to be uh, Batman's first encounter with some major villains from, from Gotham. And I mean, in this movie alone, we've got uh, Zoe Kravitz as, as Catwoman, uh, Colin Farrell as Cobblepot or the Penguin, Paul Dano as the Riddler. I mean, and suppose John, I've never heard this name, John Turdo as Carmine Falcone. So, I mean, I think we've got so many villains that are, are supposed to be making their appearance in this movie. Uh, and as you were kind of saying, more of a detective mode. So I'm thinking maybe more of a crime thriller movie. I, I can't be more excited. So it's very similar to the TV show Gotham? I think so. Yeah. Oh, okay. Here's what I don't want to see in this movie, though. Don't show us Batman's parents getting killed, for Christ's sake. We've seen it's it like Spider-Man. a thousand times. Yes, yeah. we know Uncle Ben's yeah. dead. We know that his parents are, are yeah. dead. We know that uh, the butler has taken care of him his entire life. Don't show us that. Plop us into the middle, middle of a story. Yeah. We don't need to see an origin. Everybody knows. It's like everybody knows Superman's from uh, Krypton. Yeah. You, you don't need much more. I, 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 I love hope you're right. Yeah, I hope you're right. I hope they, they kind of do the – I think they did it really well with Spider-Man Homecoming where they, they knew everybody knew about Peter Parker, Uncle Ben's dead, Aunt May's taking care of him. He's a teenage kid. Everybody knows this kind of stuff. So they just kind of said, hey, here's the setting that he's in. Enjoy. And, and yes. I think they did it very beautifully. They didn't have to talk about Uncle Ben dying. They didn't have to reference anything. I already knew. Mm-hmm. I, I think if they can pull a page out of Marvel's book here and just do exactly that, you put Bruce Wayne in this scene of like, hey, he's Batman. Like the maybe like thing, the first scene is him being Batman. I don't know. The one yep. the one thing I will add about that is they kind of had it built in perfectly with the Spider Man with the Marvel because they had the universe already built up. So oh, yeah. it's easy to say it happened a few years ago. The one thing I will say about this Batman movie, is there any confirm that this isn't lined up with the same timeline as the joker movies uh yeah i don't i don't think i think one of the directors said that this is joaquin's phoenix joaquin phoenix's story is a complete separate universe story yeah it's its own story okay there could I, be... I was just i just want to double check on that yeah. because if you guys have seen the joker 
you know, Walking Phoenix has the scene with the young Bruce Wayne where he touches his face. Yeah. It's just it how, how poetic justice would that be if this is the same quote unquote uh, Bruce Wayne? Yeah. Um, obviously, I'm still going to be excited to watch this regardless. Yeah. But I was just saying that that'd be a really cool direction if they were trying to. Yeah. Well, this. tangent time. Um, do you guys hear what Kevin Smith said about the Joker and the alternate ending they had? No. No, what was it? That they were going to have the Joker kill Bruce Wayne. Damn. Oh. That would have been cool. <laughs> I actually would have liked know. that. <laughs> I, I don't know how Kevin Smith knows all of these things because he knows like every ending that there's every... possibly going to be for Star Wars. Any superhero well, ending, he's in on it. He's yeah. I was going to say, Kevin Smith is the the awesome director that brought you Tusk. So, <laughs> I mean, he, he does have, he does have the inside some kind of knowledge. News. And he is a huge comic book fan. I mean, he has oh, the whole sure. the fat. What is it, Fatboy in what the, yeah. the, the, the the his podcast? So yeah. yeah, I mean, he's a huge comic comic bookie. Oh yeah. yeah. To go back to your your Joker thing too. The the main point I think Todd Phillips even mentioned this in an interview. Uh, he said that there is no origin story for Joker, so this story shouldn't really be told. We just wanted to put an interesting take on the joker story so yeah. th this really it was a movie that they don't have any plans on like this is tied to the dc universe or anything like that this is just a standalone well, movie what's so awesome about what todd phillips did do in that joker movie is he kind of left it up to like this isn't even like like this couldn't even be arthur fleck for all we know like this yeah. could be someone else yeah. so it still leaves up the is that really his mother like what really happened is this really like, the joker yeah. yeah, so that that's kind of what I liked about it. Like yeah. he for all we know, Arthur Fleck could have been the the pre to the actual Joker that we yeah. know of. Like like he could have he could have mocked his whole design after watching that whole uh what's the um the host of the, Murray the TV show. show? The Murray show. For all we know, he was watching the Murray show when he was a kid and he was influenced by what we know as Arthur Fleck and then he becomes the Joker which also kind of lines up better with the whole Bruce Wayne timeline. Yeah. Although Joker there is no Joker associated to this Batman movie though. Gotcha. That for all we know, of. for all we know of right now, there's, there's three, I, I think if you add another villain to this movie, you're going to get Spider-Man three syndrome where there's too many villains. Uh, I think you've got the right amount of villains and I think you've got the right people playing these villains uh colin farrell is the penguin and paul dano is the riddler i'm fascinated andy circus is the butler did we did we talk about who jim gordon is yeah it's uh jeffrey, jeffrey Wright, Wright baby. from h from westworld it's bernard bernard yeah yep. no it's arnold arnold yeah bernard <laughs> i know i'm just kidding um <laughs> yeah i i mean the cast is great yeah. i i, I kind of said i'm uh, cautiously optimistic I said it last episode, Robert Pattinson is awesome. He's a really good actor, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. I'm actually excited for him. I know he got a lot of crap uh, to begin with, but I think he's... Um, he has this, matured. This is like, he, he's matured a lot, but I don't know if you've seen his latest movie, or maybe it's on his, his so latest movie, The Lighthouse, H24. Oh, yeah. I mean, he is just a great actor. He brings so much emotion to the character. It's going to be nice. Like, obviously... Um, um, American Psycho, uh, the other Bruce Wayne. Bale? Yeah, Christian, yeah, Christian Bale, Bale obviously brought a completely different energy 
to the his Bruce Wayne Batman persona. But I think this Robert Patton, Patterson um, performance is actually going to be quite surprising. That's fair. Uh, let me ask you guys this because I got into a debate with my family the other day. What is the worst Batman? Or who, who portrayed Batman the worst? Probably I, I, I can go first if you guys want. Because to me, it's 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 no, it's very clear. It's Val Kilmore. I mm. did not do it. George Clooney is a close second, but I think he was a little bit better. I I gotta look up the Val Kilmore I, one. Real I quick. can't. I you can't go wrong with Adam West. I I think he's he's great. Christian Bale's great. Matt or not Matt Damon. Uh, ben Affleck could have been better. I think he was handed a a bad hand and did a kind of like what Tom Hardy did, did the best with what he had. I didn't think he was that bad of a Batman. I just don't think he had the best scripts to prove that he could have been a really good Batman. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to change my answer. Yeah. It's probably Val Kilmar. Yeah. Yeah. That's just me though. Yeah. I've never seen the uh, Val Kilmer Batman. I, I wouldn't recommend Clooney it. Batman, but I mean, I got to go with George Clooney just based on the outfit. I mean, every, everybody knows about uh, the bat nips. Yeah. I mean, this picture I'm looking at is just horrendous. I mean, this yeah. could be Playboy. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what was going through anybody's, like, on the costume design's minds, but I don't know, man. I, yeah, I, I think George Clooney's the worst. I agree with you, Jacob. Uh, Kilmer is a close second, even though his performance is pretty cringy still. It's weird, but uh, yeah, it, clearly the bat nips were weird, and yeah. his, his play on Batman was just bland. Like, it was boring. Yeah. Uh, just wasn't heroic, heroic you know? Yeah. Heroic. Could have <laughs> gone either way for me. I, I I think Val Kilmore is just a little bit more, but George Clooney, I agree with you. He's, he's very close second. Anyway, we'll, we'll move away from the Batman topics, we'll move on to something maybe a little bit more uh, – more interesting, I guess, is the best way to put it, is that season three of The Mandalorian is underway. Now, how is season three underway when we haven't even seen season two yet? I'll tell you how. How? Because we have two great showrunners for this show, Dave Very Filoni true. and John Favreau. Very true. I don't know how familiar you guys are with Star Wars animation. But, oh, yeah. Clone Wars uh, and Rebels and stuff. Yeah, Clone Wars and Rebels. I mean, they're two of the best Star Wars things that we've ever that I've ever seen. Um, I think far and away better than anything that Disney has produced Star Wars wise. Um, and that's how they are on top of their crap. Favreau and Filoni both have a passion for this. Filoni learned at the feet of George Lucas. Favreau has been a friend of George Lucas for many years. That's how, because they're, they're taking from the master. They're doing what he did best and they're doing it in live action form. Yeah. No, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I honestly, I, I when I saw that season three was underway, I had the same reaction you did, Jacob, where I was like, yes. It's like, I, at least I know that after season two, this isn't the end. We're still going for season three. I can only imagine how good season two is going to be after season, season one. If you guys haven't seen season one of The Mandalorian, that is... What are you doing? Yeah, what that is doing? some top-tier TV. I will lend out my Disney Plus account to anybody who has not seen it. Cause you need to see this. So baby Yoda is on, I would kill anybody in this room 
to protect baby Yoda. I hundred percent. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I'm just happy. I live in the, uh, kind of close to the Orlando area. So I can go back in like four or five years when they have a whole Mandalorian section and they have baby Yodas just running around. That's Dude, what I, I'm most excited for. I am so excited. I'm doing So when my girlfriend graduates from, uh, her from college next year, we're doing a trip to Disneyland. And I told her, I was like, the number one thing I'm doing when we go to Disneyland, we're, we have to go to star Wars land. I don't care it's if it's a $200 lightsaber. I'm making my own damn lightsaber. I have I was going to gonna say that's I the best to. part. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm excited for season three, even though we haven't seen season two. I think season two, as, as Jacob stated, it's got the perfect people running the show. Everything's going to work. I think it's going to be fine. I think this will either be just as good, maybe even better. I don't think you can really go any worse uh but yeah, I, i'm excited what are we expecting to kind of go into a little bit of spoiler here from season two what what type of stories do you think are going to be told i see and that's what's so fascinating i i i'm wondering first and foremost how long will it be from the end of season one to the start of season two are we going to pick straight up for where season two picked up or from, from where i think we are left off I don't, I don't think we are i don't uh, think we are either i i'm wondering are we going to jump one year, five years, ten years? I mean, how old is the Mandalorian himself? I think one year sounds pretty good. I think the Mandalorian's supposed to be probably in his 30s would be my guess because yeah. we saw him as a young kid, maybe his 40s, um, being rescued by Death Watch um, from, like, super battle droids. So that tells me that, the... I don't know what, he was two then. That was, this takes place... Oh, heck, five years you... after episode six yeah and so 10 years after episode three was episode four and then yeah. there's about five years that passed there so he might even them. be in his 20s yeah so I, I i i think it might be a year i think at most it'll be five years i'm wondering how much if at all baby yoda will have aged if he's gonna be do you want to gonna... see baby Yoda speak? Cause I don't think I want to see. That. I don't, I don't think so either. I'm totally content with his cute little noises that he makes. Yep. I, that's all that I need. Even his, his little waddle. I, I mean, that's all I care oh, about. So cute. God, dude. I, Oh my, what a beautiful little being. Uh, I, I think it's going to be interesting. I, I think he's so, going to think about what he's doing right now. Right. All he knows is what um, Emily Swallow's character, I can't remember. the. Yeah, I'm blanking too. The maker of weapons, whatever the name that is that I'm looking for. She told him that she knows what this baby is. She knows that it's a Jedi. So that's what he knows. So what, what he is going to be looking for are the Jedi. What is going on five years after Return of the Jedi? Eh, Luke's probably... Starting a little construction on a new Jedi temple. Yeah. That is interesting. I mean, kind of going back to Last Jedi. Yeah. Where, How? Yeah. Don't bring up Last Jedi. <laughs> you got to bring up say, Last Jedi re- about that. Resurrect it. Give yeah. it some. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, that's, that's exactly kind of what Luke's it. doing. Yeah. I, mean, I um, But so I, I think, I don't think that we're going to see that in season two necessarily. Yeah. I think uh, it's been confirmed that Ahsoka is going to be in season two. Well, I should say it's been all but confirmed is the Disney Corporation, Star Wars, Lucasfilm. They haven't confirmed it, confirmed it but themselves, 
they don't really do that anymore. It's pretty much if it hits Hollywood Reporter Inter- Entertainment Weekly, that's when it's confirmed and it's hit yep. both of those guys. So that makes me excited. Is he going to find her and then be like, hey, take this baby Yoda? And she's like, no, take it to Luke. Um, yeah. I, like I said, I don't think we see Luke in season two. Maybe season three, I though. I don't even know if we're going to see Luke at all. Uh, I, I, I hope it. we do. I, I really hope we do. I just I don't know if that's – do you bring Mark Hamill in as Luke and do, do you, some de-aging nope. stuff, or do you bring I, somebody else? I have the else? perfect guy in mind. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm ready. Sebastian Stan. Okay. Actually – Pull up a picture of Sebastian Stan. No, I, I see it. And I'm not mad right at now. that. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually, actually not mad at that. I see that clear as day. No, I yeah. I like that actually. Because voice voice similarity too. I mean, I think that could actually work really well. Yeah, and I just as more of a, a grizzled Luke, maybe or because uh, are you are you going off of? Yeah, there's so much speculation. (laughs) At this point in time, Luke Skywalker wouldn't be this depressed, isolated Jedi like he was in The Abomination that is The Last Jedi. He would be a hopeful one that just saved the galaxy, trying to put things right. Here's, let's see here. You can kind of see that. That is a good side-by-side. And young Mark Hamill, if my screen would stop going. Um, But Luke would be in this, in the headspace that we wanted to see him in. He would be the hero Luke. He would be looking, he he would remember what Yoda said to him, pass on what you have learned. I think I would be very excited. Like I said, I don't know if it's going to happen in season two. I doubt it, but I think that's what we could get hinted at in season two and then finally get a payoff and maybe season three. I agree. I agree. Uh, moving on, we've got a couple more things that have been pushed back. Uh, the Russo's brothers new drama film with Tom Holland as the star, uh, film named cherry is being pushed back to 2021. No confirmed month yet. Uh, the new Pixar movie soul has been moved from June 19th, 2020 to November 20th, 2020 as well as the Sopranos prequel, The Saints of Newark, has been moved from September 25th, 2020 to March 21st. That's a typo. 2021. Uh, all movies that have been pushed back, just a couple more. I, I think the one that I'm most devastated about is the new Russo Brothers drama with Tom Holland. I think the Russo Brothers quickly after civil war moving into infinity war and especially after Endgame, they moved up to i think either top three or top two of my favorite directors of all time i think they really know how to make movies they really know story storytelling quite well uh, everything that i've heard about from people who've worked on this film cherry and and certain other things i can't wait for this movie to come out it looks like it's going to be an absolute blast for those of you who don't know cherry is a, a film about a ex-soldier who comes back and has trouble uh, with a little bit of ptsd and ends up robbing bank banks to fill his opioid addiction so and tom oh, holland so is the in. star i i haven't heard anything about it I, like i said i was just reading a little synopsis and i am so in on that yeah 
that is my type of movie. Oh yeah. No, again, I, I'm bummed most about that one. The Disney Pixar stuff. I, I always love to see those. I'm bummed that that's going to be pushed back a little bit further, but I can live with that. I'm bummed about the, the, the Sopranos prequel. Uh, for those of you who don't or have not seen the Sopranos, if you have HBO, highly recommend it. It's also another good form of television right there. Yeah. The ending to the Sopranos is I think one of the best endings in TV history. I, I, again, sad ending, but don't spoil it. I won't. Yeah. Or is it a sad ending or is it? Yeah. Very true. Um, To me, all of these, it's kind of weird. I don't really care because everything else has also got pushed back. So I don't think, I think once movies start coming back, they're going to kind of hit us hard and fast just because we lost like four yeah. or five months of movies here. So I, I don't think I'm going to be that affected by any of these. And the other thing is, this is the first time I've ever heard of Cherry. Sounds exciting. The Sopranos, I haven't finished The Sopranos. Um, I did get this ending spoiled for me, yeah. but I don't really care about spoilers. When it comes to that stuff, um, and then like the Disney and Pixar soul, um, again, like I said, we're just going to be getting so much crap thrown at us so fast that yeah. i don't think any of it's really gonna matter all that much kind of a good thing. yeah kind of going to what nick said before we started the show was i think we're in the next maybe month or two uh we're gonna hit a little bit of a lull for movies and shows i don't think we're really gonna have much to keep us entertained just because we did have this month where things were getting pushed back things were getting canceled things are you know all kinds of different stuff. And I think kind of going to what Jacob said, I think in the, the September to about the end of December this year, I think we're just going to get bombarded uh, with all kinds of shows, movies, anything you can really think of. Cause things are being pushed back from the middle of the year to holiday of this year. I think there's going to be so many movies holiday 2020 that you're not going to be able to keep up. Some might slip through the cracks and I think that's okay though. I would much rather have everything to binge watch at once, I think, than Word that. Yeah, try try to keep up at, at the theaters with several different movies, but that's just my take. Uh one very other interesting thing, kind of starting to wrap up this show. I don't know if you guys saw this, but Netflix has added fifteen million subscribers due to this pandemic. That's very fascinating. Fifteen million. I feel like people. it's expected, though. Oh yeah, like, there's a lot. There's a lot of people that like super active people that are on the fringe of like I don't I don't know I don't need to watch these subscriptions. I don't need to watch anything. Now they're home for the last six weeks. They're yeah. like, well, I gotta watch something. So that's not totally surprising. I actually would think it'll be a little bit more. I was expecting maybe closer to a hundred million, like speaking that's worldwide. Right. But um, fifteen. This million, is just in the United States. This okay. isn't worldwide. That's okay. That's so pretty impressive. I, they didn't have worldwide million. numbers. I probably should have okay. specified that. But also, you got to think about. I mean, Netflix is one of Hulu, Amazon yeah. Prime, uh, HBO, all um, these other streaming services. I mean, there's so many different streaming sites. What's now, your guys' so favorite one? Disney Plus, HBO, HBO. Uh, HBO, HBO is yeah. yeah it's just it's the quality of content that you get. Yeah, like, Westworld, Game of Thrones, I, Succession. Yeah. 
I'd, I'd much rather watch um, seven to eight shows than 12 to 15 at like a super high quality. And I'd rather them be an hour and 10 minutes than 45 minutes a piece. That's just my preference though. Yeah. Save time I, for myself. And I honestly think that a lot of these subscribers too, kind of like what you were saying, I think the Tiger King documentary definitely sold a lot of people. You know, They said I mean, 65 million households have watched that. Yeah, I believe I mean, it. I yeah, I know I'm one of them. Have you, I know Nick's one of them. I do am. you know what Netflix uses for their metrics for that? If you've watched, I think it used to be two minutes, and then they counted as a full watch. Now it's like thirty five seconds. That's oh. actually insanity. I didn't realize that's what yeah. it was. So I could yes. click on wow. like a TV show for about thirty seconds, and they'd count it. Yes. Damn. Wow, that's actually pretty insane that that's, that's <laughs> yeah. fascinating i don't don't you wish like music uh music people like music companies could consider that for their albums right. literally played two seconds like imagine what their streaming numbers would be oh yeah 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 i mean it, it would be um, insane I, I believe the subscriber numbers some of the random numbers that they throw out there for how much how how many people have watched certain things i'm just like come on yeah come on yeah. yeah that's like half the world yeah no i i i do agree i mean i think this is a an absolutely huge number i think those like my i know my stepdad did anybody who's invested in netflix uh before this pandemic that was huge for him uh he bought a couple of shares in netflix and i know that that has turned into quite a bit of a profit for him as of now I thought it was going to be a little bit more than 15 million. I agree. I think, you know, the United States has a uh, 300 million, 330 million. Yeah. So, I mean, what better things do a lot of people have to do right now than watch net tiger Kings on Netflix. So you said it, I don't know. I thought it would have been a little bit more, but I'm still surprised by 15 million. I think that's, that's definitely a good number times that by, whatever their membership fee is and you're looking at a pretty penny right now so i think they're eight dollars i i don't pay for it so maybe maybe ten dollars i don't know yeah but uh anyway i think uh last little bit of the news before we wrap up this is something that uh i'm not too sure on how to feel nick and i had a lengthy conversation about this yesterday at wilfred show uh movie theaters in georgia and a couple of other states right now are proposing to be opening their movie theaters uh as early as next week how are you guys feeling about that i'm actually happy you brought that up can i start with this discussion go for it this is one of the businesses i would not open i i i feel like the 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 idea of sitting in a room from anywhere from 90 minutes to an hour 120 minutes uh, where people could be sneezing and coughing up to 50, 60 times within that time period is not a good idea. What I was debating yesterday yeah. were the not everyday stores, the stores that aren't grocery stores, the stores that are like the Best Buys and the, the sports authorities and the Dick Sporting Goods, stuff like that. That's what I want to open up. I still think there should be way of precaution. And i be honest, I think everyone should be wearing masks for the rest of their lives. I'm going to be wearing masks as a part of my new wardrobe. Like, I don't want anyone to ever be offended by it, but that's just going to be me. I'm going to take that extra precaution, especially once this pandemic's over. I could probably get some really cool, stylish ones and very, you know, nice ones (laughs) for a reasonable price. Um, So although I I was 
pretty pretty abdomen about my argument yesterday about most businesses most businesses should be open the movie theater is one that i would hold off on fair enough fair enough yeah i don't know i i think this should be left on a state to state to company to company business um don't open up movie theaters in new york that wouldn't be smart but you can open up up here in laramie wyoming where i'm at the whole state of Wyoming only has two deaths due to COVID-19. That's two really sad things. But compared to the rest of the world, we're not getting hit as hard. We have all the space in the world. When I go to the movies here in Laramie, especially now that the university is all on online classes and most of the students have gone home, I'm usually in a theater by myself anyways. So why not be able to open this one up? We've got two theaters in town. I'm about 80% sure that this is going to shut one of them down. Yeah. Yeah. If I if I may add Jacob, um do you agree to the point of like if they open everything up it should be on that person's due diligence to be like, "Hey, if I'm healthy enough and I know I don't have underlying health problems, I will go take that risk." Is that part of your argument also? Yeah, 100%. It's hey, people that are really old, don't go out right now. But I'm a relatively healthy person. I'm not super healthy. I could like maybe take more than 20 Sorry, steps a day gym. during the quarantine hey, stuff. Hey, but I definitely over, could too. <laughs> gym I you, agree. Man. I know it. Um, but yeah, like, some- like I work at a grocery store, so I'm out in it all the time. So I don't know if it's just kind of me being a little more, not necessarily cavalier, but like I don't like when old people are out and come and talk two feet from me. But I think the onus is on the people. They shouldn't be able to blame anybody else. That's for sure. And if somebody feels comfortable, because we do need to start opening this economy, the loss of jobs is going to start killing more people than Corona ever would have. I agree. Everything you said, I agree. But we'll leave it at that, Mason. Yeah, I was going to say, this is going to open a whole (laughs) other can of worms. I saw you getting antsy. That's all I like. I'm just going to leave it at that. We had about... You should definitely listen to our podcast because we went about 30, 35 minutes. No, we did an hour. Screaming at each other. Like, like, how do you not understand? Like, I'm not going to get into it, but it was a good argument. Nick and I I got pretty heated towards the end. Plug it, plug it, plug it. Yeah, if you guys want to go listen, uh, it's going to be The Colony of Weirdos. You can find us on anywhere you find... uh, podcasts nick and, and i had is, a and that is me mason mason and our other buddy tyler wilford uh we all do a podcast uh pretty regularly it's actually tyler's podcast he's the main host yeah. but uh give it a listen if you are just trying to find not pop yeah. culture and just everyday talk between three weirdos so give it a and listen if, if you want to hear a good hour of nick and i at each other's throats it's a good episode to listen to and wilford wilford was on my side so it was a little yeah, two-on-one it, it was, action so you need to back up. You needed back up. Rabid dog. I felt like a rabid dog. It was like two against yeah. one, and I just had to protect yeah. my. Nobody puts Nick in a corner. Yeah, yeah. Jacob, uh, to, I guess it's going to be a two v two now. Yeah. To finish up this, I want to hear Janae's thoughts on what are you what are you feeling about the the movie theaters? Should we open them? Uh, what What are your thoughts? Um. Yeah, it's still probably too soon to open them, in my opinion. But uh, even in here in Denver, our stay at home order will be lifted next week right yep so uh, we, this weekend so far yeah. yeah so uh even then i'm still probably going to stay inside and i really hope they don't really open movie theaters here um because of course it could affect them even more dangerously you know and uh yeah 
So if, I, if I'm just being 100% frank with you guys, I need two stores to open up. I need a Dick Sporting Goods so I can buy a pair of rollerblades, and I need a clothing store so I can buy some new T-shirts. And a mask. I'm growing out of everything. Other than that, I'm never going to be by people ever again. <laughs> so we're good. I can't wait to go to a bar. I have missed bars so much. I can't wait to our classes together. Like Mason, yeah. you know, you know what I'm talking about. Like after oh, yeah. we're doing the sh- after done doing a show, going to get food and ha- you know having a drink. Oh, like, yeah. That's what I really honestly can't wait for. Yeah. But I mean, when it comes to like my off days and I, I'm not doing anything and like I don't have anything planned, my favorite days are just staying home and doing nothing. So oh, yeah, that's how I was before Corona. Yeah. Exactly. So this, I mean, I don't know to the effect of you guys, but this has actually been like a really kind of like extended spring break, almost feeling like a summer break for me where like I have class and stuff, but like other than working, you know, I work three days a week. I work three 12 hour schedules or three, three 12 hour days. Other than that, I have four days off and I'm just like, ah, this is quite fun. So yeah. that's all I got to say about that. All right, guys, it's been a good time. Uh, do you guys want to shout out where we can find y'all on social media? We'll start to my left here with Nick. Yeah, uh, I'm going to plug two shamelessly. Uh, you can follow at my sports account at TTL Bashman. Uh, I also do a podcast on Saturdays with Janae and my other buddy, Arthur. Uh, take that L so you can follow me on my sports pod or my sports Twitter. And I also have my normal Twitter at Nick Basher. That's B-A-C-H-E-R. Uh, give your boy a follow. All right. Janae, where can we find you? Yeah, I'm on Twitter at, at Gonzalez underscore Janae, J-E-N-E-T, and Instagram and Facebook, Janae Gonzalez. Yeah. All righty. Mr. Roth? Yeah, so I, uh, I will tell you where to follow me, but every episode I am going to give everybody listening at least three movie recommendations oh, yeah. where they're streaming. Let's do it. Um, I would love to hear them. So my first one is Hell or High Water, Taylor Sheridan directed and written movie. Um, it is starring Jeff Bridges and Chris Pine and Ben Foster. It's amazing. It's a neo-Western, um, one of the best movies I've seen in the last decade, if not two decades. Uh, it is streaming on Netflix. It's an easy watch. It is an hour, That's 42 hell minutes or high water. Yep. Hell or high water. Okay. And then my second one is a documentary called the scheme. And that is on HBO, HBO now, it. HBO Go. Yep, it's uh, it, it is about the NCAA college basketball money laundering and paying players and whatnot, whole controversy. It's good. Um, it was a little long for my liking. I think if they would have cut about fifteen or twenty minutes out, it would have been a lot easier to watch but it's still very good and a very interesting story and again that one's on hbo now hbo now and hbo go and then for my last recommendation not not quite as serious as the other two this is a bad movie but it's a fun movie it's a little movie from 1990 starring kevin bacon and fred ward called trimmers Hmm. every single trimmers is on netflix it is like six of them there are. <laughs> They're all so bad. Some are way worse. Yeah. This Trimmers one is... Too, I think is rough. Yeah. This one... Let's play a little game. Everybody guess the Rotten Tomato score. 
I just looked at it because it. I was looking at. Uh, yeah, I, I just saw it I too, and I can't judge. Unbelievable! Um, it's an eighty-eight. Yeah, it's really is high. It that actually. bad though? No, it no. Eighty-eight's a good thing yeah. on Rotten Tomatoes. No, no, no. I know that, but you're saying like this is oh. like not that good of a movie. Yeah, no, it's, it's it was a childhood favorite of mine. It's a cult it's, classic. Yeah, it's a cult classic. Eighty-eight percent is too high. Yeah, I I yeah. also concur. But it's it's just such a fun movie. That one's on Netflix too. Like I said, every single one is. I think I've seen them all actually, except for maybe the newest one. Um, it's just a classic kind of monster jaws in the middle of the desert type of movie it's it's fun yeah i have the trailer and i'm gonna watch it real quick so if you want to wrap up the show you'll see my expression (laughs) where can they find you on on social media? oh yes 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 uh the ever important social media i am at roth in wyoming r-o-t-h-i-n-w-y-o-m-i-n-g on both instagram and twitter follow me there and don't be offended by the things i post (laughs) <laughs> very very wise words there uh i'll be i'll be wrapping up the show my name is mason stewart you can follow me on twitter at mason stewart underscore 22 it's been a good day i th- i hope you guys have enjoyed thank you guys very much for for joining us uh and thank you to my my co-host and guest for joining me as well on this adventure uh we hope to see you guys in the next one goodbye thank you again for inviting me guys thanks guys